Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Welcome to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. You're about to meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me. And they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Here's Frankie to show you how. Hello there, and welcome to Mission Unstoppable. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. Today, we are going on another mission, well, Unstoppable, and our guide is going to take us into the hearts and minds of our being. Dr. Joe Gallenberger is a clinical psychologist with 30 years of experience who's in high demand internationally as a psychokinesis and manifestation workshop presenter. He's a senior trainer at the Monroe Institute, and he has created its highly successful MC2 program. Now, I'm going to call you Dr. Joe if that's okay. Dr. That'd Joe. That'd be great. <laughs> thank you. He developed the Syncreation Creation, a home study course in manifestation, and has taught over 70 Inner Vegas adventure workshops. His book, Inner Vegas Creating Miracles, Abundance, and Health, receives rave reviews, and it's fantastic. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. His binaural beat meditation exercises, which are available on his CD, as downloads include Liquid Luck, Abundance Waterfall, Partners Met. Med- Mediation, uh, meditation, I think. Is it mediation? No, meditation. Everybody gets so confused. Meditation, because it was broken up. And manifesting with Hemi Sync. So you can go to www.liquidluckbook.com if you want to check out that book and and the CDs. But we are going to talk and explore Dr. Gallenberger's world for a little while. So please welcome Dr. Joe Gallenberger. Welcome. Hi, Frankie. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So you are known as a manifestation expert, and you have created, you know, lots of programs and ways that people can manifest abundance into their life. But I want to go back, if we can, uh, to when you were a little boy, because I think a lot of this interest started in in the um, the let's call it the other world, if we, if we will. Okay. And you, I think I read somewhere that you were about. Uh, seven, maybe even younger, when you started to have out-of-body experiences? Yes, I had uh, very early some oneness experiences. I'd become kind of a point in touch with uh, everything else and go into an ecstasy state. And I didn't tell anybody because I didn't know how they'd react. Uh, Then started quite a bit of -of out-of-body exploration uh, throughout Childhood pretty much uh, then kind of disappeared in high school. Back in college, I began to uh, learn how to do that under control and, you know, by by intention rather than just spontaneously. And um, that's been an interest of mine ever since. So did you ever, were you ever afraid as a child when you were out of body or it was always a pleasurable experience for you? I was never afraid. I I do, do have a deep sense of curiosity and it was just darn fascinating, if you will, and nothing um, untoward happened, if you will. So um, I, I just looked forward to it with positive expectation, and it was always positive for me. 
And and as the years went by and, and you, you know, began to talk about this, did anybody in your family come forward to, to let you know that they, they too had had such experiences or were you the only one? In adult life, then, um, I did begin to talk. I had um, three brothers and one sister, and my second oldest brother and I shared the out-of-body interests. So he, in fact, lived in my town for a while, and uh, we'd have uh, late-night talks over uh, pizza pretzels and things like that. Um, Got into Bob Monroe's books. <clears throat> read them together because he's probably one of the world's best out-of-body experts. And so I did have there. The other other folks in the family, uh, uh, some were interested but did not have their own direct experience. Interesting. So with the out-of-body experience, you know, I mean, there's different trains of thought that I read about it, that, you know, when you're out of your body, somebody can enter your body other than you, or when you're out of your body, you know, things can happen. So did you ever know anybody to have a scary experience? Is I've been worry a about now it? for uh, 25 years up at Monroe Institute, mm-hmm. and since they do a lot in the out-of-body area, uh, now I've, you know, heard thousands of people's different reports. Uh, usually, if a person feels fear, it's they're misinterpreting something. Uh, Bob and Roe himself once felt attacked by beings, and it turned out to be his cats had jumped on his <laughs> physical body while he was out of body. Uh, one of the trainers up there once came across a couple monsters, and she stopped and just said, I think I'm going to name you Faith, Hope, and Charity, and they turned into angels. So oh. it's kind of reflecting what you're thinking. So if you are filled with fear that would not be a good time to do out-of-body work. The way uh, I approach it, the way Monroe Institute does, using that technology binaural beat that we you mentioned, uh, we get people into a very deep, relaxed state, and they're clear uh, current concerns, cares, worries, as well as fears, so that they reach a very high, clean, clear meditative state before attempting out of body. And then in the like attracts like, usually they're um, um, attracting very loving energies toward them. Right, right. Um, and do you do grounding before you go into outer body experience? Is that something Often, that uh, that's a great recommendation. And definitely, if not before, then doing that afterward. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, some people who... I've had one or two out-of-bodies and with great effort are trying to replicate that and not getting anywhere. It can be that uh, part of themselves knows that they're not grounded enough into this life to, quote, waste time, you know, journeying on the other side. Usually the people who um, really joyfully celebrate being fully here in the physical are the ones that can have the easiest time leaving, paradoxically. Now, you um, said that you were very curious as a child. Well, I I also read something about, was it that you wanted to be a monk or that you went to a monastery to get some quiet time? Well, after the uh, ecstasy experiences, I was being raised Catholic, so I did interpret that in that format, read a lot about the, from the Christian mystical literature. And mm-hmm. so by the time I was in fifth grade or so, I was looking around for a monastery that would take me. Nobody would that young. Right. Uh, but first year of high school, did find a place uh, and uh, spent two years um, um, there in contemplation. 
um, enjoyed it very much. Got a very deep sense of peace when you stop talking. Your mind eventually stops uh, chattering. Uh, but then adolescence came along and authority issues came along and a number of things and decided that really wasn't for me this lifetime. So you actually lived at the monastery for two years? Yes. And what did your parents think of that? My mom was real fr- proud to have a priest in the family, okay. uh, in, in the making, <laughs> if you will. My yeah. father uh, was anything you try, Joe, will be a good experience as long as you put your heart into it. And uh, But mom was also a little bit uh, leery of letting their child go so early. And, and everybody that knew me wondered how I would uh, hold up to the vow of obedience, given I was a fairly rebellious individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, But uh, they, they supported it um, and, uh, and supported when I decided that it wasn't for me as well. Interesting. So when you, when you went into psychology, clinical psychology, what, what was your main area of focus? Was it always going to be like psychokinesis and things like that? Or were you, did you go in like thinking that you were going to do therapy and help people in a different yes, way? Yes, mostly um, a therapy type of model, human behavior, understanding that. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I was 21, which is when I was in college, I ended up in a motorcycle accident and a, uh, resulting in a body cast for six months and uh, skeletal traction six months, a long leg brace 18 months, so a long period of incapacity. Yep. And during that, uh, one of the people at my universities was a Jesuit uh, priest, and he had spent 20 years in India, and so he personally tutored me in a lot of the Eastern religion kinds of things. So that became part of the psychology background, too. Uh, when I did get out, I, I worked as director of psychological services at a mental health center and then had private practice for about 30 years. So you, you had studied before your accident, or did that come after the accident? Yeah, I was, um, I think, in beginning of senior year um, when the accident happened. Um, right. And so the studies then continued there. I did graduate on time because of his independent study that he uh, was uh, good enough to provide for me. You know, uh, I, I too had a motorcycle accident, was in the hospital for six months, and, and started <laughs> studying Eastern religions and things. It was interesting how the uh-huh. spirituality thing works. They kind of wake yeah. you up and go, hey, you're going to go here now. <laughs> yeah, it does. It changes your plans for the day. That's for sure. It surely does. <laughs> for sure. That's right. Uh, well, we got about two minutes to our break just to let you know. But um, let, let's let's go down that road a little bit then from, from you know, doing behavior therapy and, 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 you know, the traditional kinds of psychology to where you became, let's say, involved or or awestruck or whatever you want to call it, by psychokinesis. Like, where did that come in to play? Okay, sure. So I, I did um, approach psychology from more of a transpersonal than behaviorist kind of approach and um, had a practice in a small town, so it was kind of a general practice. A lot of people were coming back, say, from Vietnam with trauma, that type of thing, mm-hmm. and began to see that this technology we call hemisync for meditation really helped people with anxiety, depression, and stuff very quickly. And so that became part of the uh, 
process. Okay, uh, we got a minute, but I do want to talk about hemisync and what hemisync is. If you can give us a quick definition. Yes, it basically we... uh, would let you um, put headphones on, listen to separate tones in uh, each ear, and mm-hmm. go into a whole brain state, learning very quickly, relax very quickly with no dogma, and so it works with Protestants, Republicans, Democrats, atheists and gotcha. uh, can take you to high <laughs> altered states as well as the relaxation. Okay, so we're going to come back with Dr. Gallenberger in just a few seconds, but don't go away. We have so much interesting things to talk about. You have no idea. Stick around. We are coming to break, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Laughter was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a witzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cackinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cackinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Okay, well, you are listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. I am your host, Frankie Picasso, and my guest today is Dr. Joe Gallenberger. And just before we went to break, we were talking about hemisync. We were talking about psychokinesis and what that is. And Dr. Gallenberger was just going to explain to us what psychokinesis is and why it's so important in his world. Yes. So (laughs) psychokinesis is the, many people say, affecting matter with your mind. I say affecting physical with uh, non-physical energy. Um, That would be things like bending metal or plastic with your mind, growing seeds in your hand in a few minutes, getting root growth maybe an inch and a half long, affecting dice, slot machines, um, random number generators. I think it's the same energy is used, and this is why it becomes important. 
uh, is it's the same energy used in energy healing and in manifesting what you would like in your life in a very powerful way. But the cool thing about psychokinesis is it's being able to study it scientifically. So we know the exact, exact statistics of dice rolls, for example, or what random number generators should do. And so in science labs, when we go way off of that by chance, sometimes even a trillion to one by chance, we uh, get some pretty good, good proof we're just not fooling ourselves. Right. And so if you were, by chance, you might it might be one in a million, and when you get three or four or ten people together and you're getting one right after another, like that is like totally beating the odds, as they would say. Yes. And, yes. and you're saying that anybody can do this, so with with learning how to do it through Yes, well, most people can learn how to do it. Um, you know, again, if a person was highly depressed or addicted to cocaine or, you know, their energy was messed with, it would be tough. Mm-hmm. And much like playing the piano, you'd have most people learning how to play Happy Birthday, if you will, but not a, be a concert pianist. Right. The same here, you could get, uh, but when we do, for example, the groups at Monroe, and in the home study, we get about 95% of people reporting that they can bend metal with their mind, that kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, I, I always get the two confused about holding an object and getting, reading it and getting things off of it and, mm-hmm. and psych- psychokinesis. I mean, they're almost, they're, the words are yep. the same almost. I can't remember. So reading an object they call telemet- almost uh, telemetry or some form of intuition, tele- telepathy. Mm-hmm. Um, the PK or psychokinesis um, is when you change something. Uh, so you uh, say, you know, make make a coin flip twenty times in a row heads. Things like that would Got be it. psychokinetic. If you had the intuition that it was going to come up twenty times in a row heads, that would be more the uh, the uh, telepathy type of thing or the uh, uh, clairsentience. So. You know, it's interesting. I had somebody on the show a, a few weeks ago, actually, who who um, is a master manifester, let's say, and he had he he has some friends who actually see, you know, the things that we want being manifested on the other side as wisps, wisps of smoke, and he mm-hmm. can send them these ideas, and they can see it, and they can tell him what it was that he sent, and you know, they can watch it take form. Now. Mm-hmm. You're able to do it much more quickly. You and well, your group it, are able to do this much more quickly. Um, is there? Yes, we do do some preparation. Manifesting uh, and the psychokinesis. Yeah. yeah. So when we're out, we I have a workshop called Inner Vegas Adventure. I think we're out coming up on our 82nd one. We've done over a 15 year period. We it's spend a day. Right. Yes. Yes. And how many days is it? Uh, three days. Okay, so if you folks are interested in going to Vegas and making some money, it's three days in October, and we can go to your website yes. and find out yep. about it? That would be great. Uh, com would get you there. Okay. S-Y-N-C-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N.com. Uh, so anyway, when we're there, we would uh, send a preparation manual so people do some things ahead of time to get their energy a little more positive. When we get out there, we'll spend a day meditating and building energy and learning how to focus it. Then the second day, <clears throat> we would go down to a dice table or a slot machine, and often we get uh, quite quick results there. 15-minute um, roll on dice is 
pretty unusual. You'd see it maybe once every half hour. We first day there, last time I was there in June, we had a uh, eighty minute roll. Is that on craps? Yes, uh, hour and twenty minutes. Wow. And that's that's pretty unusual. You wouldn't see one of those very no, often. I don't think you would see that very often. So let's go back to you know when that light bulb went on for you. What was that light bulb moment when you realized? Actually, it involved ice. Kind of... I was up at Monroe Institute. I had helped uh, Bob Monroe develop a program, and we were trying to have people practice some of these techniques of uh, being able to manage their energy better. And to do that, we had a dice uh, and a gaming night, if you will, uh, just to play around. And in there, we had a little uh, dice game going because poker or something is too complicated to learn. And while I was um, running that game, I found my hands getting warm, my heart wide open, felt real connected to spirit, grounded at the same time. And in that energy, which is the same for me as what I feel when doing healings, uh, all of a sudden I could roll what I wanted on the dice. And um, found that the other people watching and seeing that it was possible they could do it too. That started me on my journey. I then went to universities to be a subject in psychokinesis experiments and saw results that were strong enough that the scientist in me, by the end of that, knew that it was real and that I could do it. Uh, I'm going to stop you for a minute because I have a question about that. So the, the, the hands getting warm and, you know, that feeling, that love pouring from your heart. And you mentioned that, that, that feels like a healing. It feels like when I do Reiki, that's what I feel. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of people feel that. So yeah. did everybody feel those same things that are able to manipulate those dice? Or was it just a few? Or is, is the healing the same as, as, as manipulating the dice? Or is it a separate entity? The energy is very, very similar. Maybe like it's all ice cream and one's slightly a different flavor. Okay. And that's even true with psychokinesis. If you're affecting dice versus slot machines versus mm-hmm. growing seeds in your hand, your energies might be slightly different, but it's a, a flow of great energy through the heart. Uh, intention we mentioned before is like the dra- steering wheel in a car. It sets okay. your direction, but the gas is heart energy, and, and that's what allows you to drive in the direction you want, if you will. And so they have a lot in common. So in our in our Vegas adventures, for example, we've had people wake up the second day of the workshop pain-free from post-polio syndrome for the first time in 20 years, even though we didn't do any formal healing circle. So mm-hmm. when these very high energies are flowing, uh, you see a lot of PK. You also see a lot of healing and manifesting. That's awesome. So I know that your results are fantastic, but let, let's talk about you know, the book Liquid Luck. Now, we have, you yeah. have your Inner Vegas book, and people can go on Amazon or your website and, and, and get that book. You also have a bunch of CDs that you did um, that have, we talked about the Hemisync or Binaural Beat, and you said mm-hmm. the Hemisync was, was the name that Dr. Monroe, you know, coined, I yeah. guess, or, or um, for, for him putting this together. But so when you listen to these CDs, each of them, you, you, it has that Binaural Beat, which, 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 um, so it sinks the left and the right brain, and it, it it now they're you know one's not over the other, and and does the chatter the chatter stops because you're getting something in your right ear, you're getting something in your left ear, and you can't really focus, but that's good, <laughs> right? Uh, well, actually, you can focus pretty well within the hemisync model, but you're you're right, your left and right brain are talking to each other more. You're in a more balanced brain state. 
Um, and the hemisync is good at changing your brainwave pattern, say from our usual beta awake down through alpha, theta, meditative states, even down in the deep delta, yet also keep you awake at the same time. So you can actually sometimes hear yourself snore and uh-huh. you feel very, very relaxed. And at the same time, your mind is filled, say, with inspiring ideas about what to do in business or whatever you might be focused on. Okay, so you're in a trance state, you're open to suggestion, you're, you're, um, and, and you're allowing this energy to flow and, 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 and to uh, the subconscious mind to accept it, the information coming in. And, yeah, something and like the Liquid Luck uh, CD, for example. Right. Uh, when we start, you would be able, because of the technology, to relax super, super fast, even if you've had a very distracting day. Then... Uh, you'd be guided verbally to imagine uh, creating a uh, container of liquid in front of you where you would put in happiness and joy and gratitude and compassion and feelings of good fortune. Then a suggestion given to you whenever you want to have a great day where everything goes your way, uh, you can just think of that vial that you made or container and take a drink. So when that came out, within hours, we had reports of people selling houses in an hour that had been on the market for months, uh, finding a four-leaf clover. This is somebody from Canada who had been looking 70 years, found one the next day. People winning lottos, uh, finding soulmates, uh, solving business problems, those kinds of things. Once the um, uh, kinds of mental state is triggered, uh, that uh, that the CD is designed to accomplish. I put out Liquid Luck as a way to try to summarize in 30 minutes experience and give people a real experiential taste, not just read about it, mm-hmm. what I'd learned in two decades of working in this manifestation area. So I was really pleased to see it work so well for people. And obviously you've done extremely well. You know, using using your own methodology because you win. It's quite come often. in handy for me too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, but but the potion of liquid luck. Let, let's go through that for for folks because um, a lot of times you know we can have one but not all seven. You know, we might think um, luck. What is luck? You know, is luck chance or or do you make your own luck? Mm-hmm. Are you unlucky or you know, are you lucky in your unluck? You know, some people say the only luck I have is bad luck. Yeah, so you're right. You start with you know belief system because a lot of people feel that uh, it's not even it's not even good to be lucky. Like people go, oh, you're just lucky, meaning you didn't put any effort into it. Mm. Um, and then um, you know you get people that feel like all they've had is bad luck in their lives. Usually that means they're good manifestors, but they all now they need to do is take away the fear, because if you're a good manifestor but you have lots of fear. Uh, you're going to manifest a lot of negative things. Okay, so we need to flip it. Um, we're we're going to go to break in 30 seconds. Folks okay. when you're at home, I want you to think about, you know, what is your belief system? Do you believe that you're lucky? Do you believe that in luck? Do you believe that you've only got bad luck? And if you have bad luck, why not flip it to good luck? You know, get rid of that fear of... Uh, of, of, you know, getting the things that you want in life, that you deserve those things. And that is, that is definitely a belief system uh, that needs to be changed if, if you believe that you don't deserve it. Because if you want those great things, uh, in coaching terms, we say if it's not showing up in your life, then you have an automatic commitment not to have it. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll continue right after these messages. Stop. 
you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Even though you may not know that you're eating them, trans fats will soon be gone from the American diet. Fox News says that trans fats are created when hydrogen is added to vegetable oil to make it more solid, like shortening and margarine, which is why they are also called partially hydrogenated oils. It increases the shelf life of food and enhances flavor. Foods commonly containing trans fats are microwave popcorn, pie crusts, frozen pizza, biscuits, frosting, coffee creamers, and margarine. A diet that is rich in trans fats has been linked to memory loss, higher body weight, heart disease, and a greater rise in LDL or bad cholesterol in the blood, which leads to cardiovascular disease. And cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death in the U.S. Trans fats are not good for human consumption, and the FDA has ruled that they need to be phased out in the next few years because they are a threat to public health. Okay, and we're back. You're listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. My guest today is Dr. Joe Gallenberger, and I am your host as always, Frankie Picasso. So before we went to break, we were talking about luck. And Dr. Gallenberger has created a quote-unquote potion, as he calls liquid luck, that each of us can consume spiritually and raise our luck and increase our luck and even, you know, be lucky all the time if we wish. And we can take this anytime we want. But there are a few steps to it. So let's talk about those steps. So you, uh, number one is happiness. It, it's, you have to kind of be happy in order to manifest good things. Yes. Um, you know, there's been some interesting studies where they can just take the photograph of people at high school graduation and the folks with the photograph that have a real smile do better for the next 30 years than the fake smile. Um, they've followed uh, a bunch of uh, nuns through their entering the convict convict. I'm sorry, convent. convent. <laughs> yeah. uh, it feels like for I think 50 years, and uh, the nuns who began with a happy essay about joining the convent uh, ended up living longer, having much better health, even though they all had the same belief system, diet exercise regimes and were pretty much doing the same thing except one group was more happy than the other so this potion that i developed is is an is an energy tool if you will a mental thing it's not something you would buy uh you know that you would physically drink like an energy drink but in your mind you construct a uh a potion or a container filled with golden liquid and into there you put these energies starting with happiness and grounding. And then grounding, yes, and uh, praise, uh, gratitude, abundance. It's a pretty uh, complex recipe. 
And then we put in compassion so that you get out of ego and you're willing to extend whatever benefits and abundance you have to others. And then finally, as we talked right before break, we uh, put in the energy of good fortune uh, because, again, people can go, ah, that was just chance or I'm never lucky or it's not good even to be lucky. Um, You should instead work hard. And so we want to counteract those belief systems that might limit things, those emotional patterns that might limit things, and get people into a very high-energy, positive state. And the meditation anchors that. So then later as they're uh, – I'll use it even practically. I live um, about a half hour from town, and I don't like to go to town much. I travel so much in my work. So when I'm going in, I might have six places to go, and if I take a sip of the liquid luck potion, all the lights will be green. There'll be parking spaces in front of each one. I'll be first in line when I go into the places, and I get home, and I'm home within an hour and ten minutes to leaving. And that's my ideal trip to town. (laughs) So uh, it can be very mundane that way as well as, you know, we've had people who have been jobless for years get three or four job offers in a week after listening. We do have Uh, some fantastic um, reports by people. And, you know, if if you folks are listening and you're going, well, yeah, it's just, you know, random, random. Uh, It doesn't, it's not random. I mean, you have numbers, you have proof to, you know, to, to back up, uh, Yes, I did write a book called Liquid Luck then after the CD came out, and it has a lot of the stories about that people sent me within the first uh, month or two after the CD came out. Um, and then um, because I think that's inspiring to hear what people it have been is. able to do. And then also it expands on why all those things are important that we talked about, such as happiness and how to create more of that in your life. Um, and so that... That book came out, but we have a home study version of the the big course called Sync Creation. We did a a survey of 60 people on that. And um, really neat how many healings there were, body, mind, and spirit, how much uh, change in starting businesses and getting small fortunes and different things like that. So we really are designed to be miracle creators. Um, To me, everything is a miracle, the miracle of the human hand. Um, and if we can enter that joyful space uh, and stay there kind of as a yoga uh, and live from that space, then things really flow differently. Uh, I wanted to take my wife to Paris. She'd never been. and So I just put that thought out at the end of the day. I got an email, would you like to do a training in France? Nice. I said, yep. And then I thought, gee, I'd like to go over first class round trip for free. Uh, a couple hours later, had first class tickets for free. And... Um, I always say this or something better for me and the universe, mm-hmm. and that turned into a wonderful vacation, but also another dozen workshops in Europe, and all, including one in Germany where we did a deep healing for the Holocaust, uh, one in Cyprus where we really got into the conflicts between the Greeks and the Turks over there, and um, seemed to have some real positive results besides just taking my wife to Paris. So it's a nice way to live. Yeah, and, not kidding. Uh, so, from the, let's say the, the 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 number of people that have taken the you know taken the courses through you, and in that you mm-hmm. maybe see time and time again, how many you know keep it up like you do and have this kind of blessed life? 
Quite a few. We have a lot of, uh, there's a lot complimentary in the, the things we've been mentioning. So people might get the Liquid Luck book and CD and start there because it's cheap and easy and, and it gives them a taste. Uh, and then they get intrigued enough to go to the Vegas Adventure Workshop. Um, and then from there they say, I want to, this does work. I want to go even deeper. And they might get the home study course or go up to Monroe Institute to take the MC squared program you mentioned. Um, and other people start, you know, from some other place, but they often cover most of those bases. Uh, if I were going to put a percentage on it, it would be tough, but I would say at least a third of people really get this going as kind of a lifelong yoga. And I'd say 80, 90% of people use it as a catalyst or a jump start. Sometimes what will happen is then they start a business or something and get so busy or um, marry their soulmate or whatever. They go, thanks, that's all I needed, and I'm on my way. Right. You know, so, and that's fine, too. So out of out of all of, you know, let's say the the potion uh, ingredients, what's, what's the most difficult, do you find, for most people? I think it'd be different from each for each person, depending okay. on your training. Like I was raised um, as youngest of the four boys, and my parents were less strict, and they had more money when they got to me. Mm-hmm. And so my brothers would say, "Oh, you're the lucky one," and I would go into I go, "I'm not lucky. I'm working hard, or whatever." <laughs> Even yeah. when I went to the casino and things started working really well for me. I, and I'd come up to the table, they'd go, oh, here comes Mr. Lucky again, bet big with him. Part of me would go, I'm not lucky. So for me, that was a sticking point. Somebody else who wouldn't be there at all. Um, other people would have trouble with the compassion because they're self-absorbed. Um, happiness can be a challenge. You know, we're in a time of great fear, and that's the opposite of what we're wanting. We're wanting love. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest uh sign on my desk is fear is expensive, love is priceless, choose wisely. So if you've let yourself be stressed out by politics or the culture or what's wrong with the world, um, the idea of moving from fear into the love uh, might be the most challenging thing because often we're living now in kind of a survival mode and we want to move into thriving. Um, yeah. And uh, that can be a challenge. Let me ask you something as a, as a psychologist. Why is it so easy for us to default to the negative? I think because, you know, we are designed to live in a tribe, to be suspicious of change. You know, the word like risk, oh, that's risky, means stop. You might hurt yourself or someone else. Yet risk is how we learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I mean, many people, when I talk about the Vegas Adventures, they go, oh, I wouldn't go. I'm not a gambler. And I go, gee, you came to this planet. You got married. You had kids. You're mm-hmm. a high roller. So we're, we're naturally risk adverse. Mm-hmm. And, and it's pretty easy for some of them, somebody to trigger our fear circuits by just saying, danger, danger. Um, and, and because we're social creatures, we listen to that. Um, now, you know, other folks, once you do raise your energy, then the fear of the culture is not as sticky, if you will. It, you don't tend to take it so seriously, and you might t- cut down the amount of time you listen to broadcast news, and you might go out in nature more and feel the beauty of nature, different things that would keep you out of stress and more into your heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, but, okay, so what about the risk-taker personality, like the evil Knievel kind of 
personality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> are, are they more lucky or easier for them? Well, I don't know. You know, the um, I usually deal with people that have the ability to take um, a healthy amount of risk. You know, I'll try a new meditation program or I'll um, go to a group. I, don't I know, know I'm a risk in. taker and my husband yeah, is but, not. <laughs> yeah, but like I, my, I, I've met one person I knew was very high on that physical risk. She would jump on an elephant or swing from the highest uh, roller coaster or whatever. That's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty psychologically courageous. I would yes. say, sure, I'll try this meditation tape. So I think we vary. Evil can evil or something. You know, I guess he was pretty lucky not to get hurt more than he did. But uh, I think uh, you know people can get addicted to the adrenaline rush of right. risk taking. Yeah, uh, I agree and with that. That might yeah. be going on there. Yeah, and well, do they get? It's an adrenaline rush to to win five grand at the. Definitely the machines yeah. too. So do yeah. they get do they get the adrenaline rush and and just want to keep going back and winning more money? Well, the fun thing is the out gamblers? there if if you're in um, say the dice table and you're connected with spirit, grounded, feeling one with everything, out of your ego, uh, feeling great joy and love, you tend to win. As soon as you go into greed or fear or whatever, you start losing. Um, so, you know, I've gone to casinos saying I'd like to get a royal flush in hearts. I know that's 160000 to one by chance on the machine, and I'll get it in the first couple pulls. Uh, that's very, you know, it is it gives you that rush. It's very reinforcing. But then if I go the next time saying, well, I'm just going to go do that, <coughs> excuse me, you know, from an ego basis, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. So pretty quickly you get trained to know that you need to take the time to get into a genuine, uh, wonderful state, and then wonderful things can flow to you. But you can't cheat it. It just doesn't doesn't work if you do. I like that. So you don't no greedy no greedy people, <laughs> and no. you're not going to become a gambler by accident. And no, we have had no trouble with that. I do do an interview street. before That's people go happen. out, <laughs> you know, to make sure that they don't have a problem that they know of already. So we do um, we're kind of careful who we allow, but uh, we haven't seen we've seen this to be psychologically very healthy for people. Nice. Okay. Well, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about um, Dr. Gallenberger's two new CDs, The Abundant Heart, The Healing Heart, the difference between those two. So if you are in pain or, you know, want to help heal somebody, you might want to try one of those. And again, if you uh, want to increase your abundance, you might want to try the other. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back. Stick around. You can, okay, you can go to the bathroom, but come back. <laughs> we need you. Thank you. That's right. Don't stop listening. Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso will continue right after these messages. Stop. It's marching down the If you have a lot of spizzerinktum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a part of your favorite sports team, the National Hockey League might be for you. Did you know that if both goalies on an NHL hockey team are injured, anyone at the game is eligible to step in and play the part? 
Teams have resorted to using their coaches, team owners, and even their web designers to fill in for injured goalies. It's as simple as slipping into your breezers or hockey pants. The original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow dung. The fastest puck shot on record was clocked at 114 miles per hour. And I'd like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to the men and women of our armed forces serving our country around the world. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. According to the American College of Sports Medicine, nearly 1.5 million Americans have heart attacks each year, and about a third of them die. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death in the United States and accounts for almost 50% of all deaths each year. It affects nearly 14 million Americans. An inactive or sedentary lifestyle is one of the top risk factors for heart disease. Thankfully, it's a risk factor that you can do something about. Regular exercise will not only strengthen your cardiovascular system, it will also improve your circulation. Many experts agree that the best defense against cardiovascular disease is regular exercise, especially aerobic exercise. So it's time to get on a consistent exercise program and increase the health of your heart. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking around. I am your host, Frankie Picasso. You're listening to Mission Unstoppable Radio. And we are here with our unstoppable guest today, Dr. Joe Gallenberger, who has been working away for 30 plus years in the area of clinical psychology and now psychokinesis. And we, I said when we came back, we were going to talk about his CD, Healing Heart, the Healing Heart, which is uh, a meditation used to uh, allow your heart energy to heal yourself and heal others. And I think that's really important today because a lot of us uh, do require some healing, especially as we're aging. Why not be able to offer that to your loved ones? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I certainly want to use it on myself and offer it to others. And, and the abundant heart. Sorry, I just want to mention this one again. The abundant heart, yeah. which is the meditation using your heart energy to create abundance. Well, let's go back to the healing heart for a moment um, because a lot of people... I'm sure that they don't understand, you know, how do I use my heart to heal? Yes. So first off, we're talking about not just healing a sore knee, but healing into your full potential as a human being, which is Mm -hmm. uh, pretty wild. You know, Mm -hmm. we've had one person in Guinness Book of World Records memorize 77,000 pages of Vedic text. So we we have amazing capacities that we don't use. So this is designed to really help you move into your capacity. Um, and as I mentioned, the energy of love is what I found over these 20 years is the most positive energy for all this psychokinesis, for manifesting, for healing. And yet folks will go, well, gee, what do you really mean by that? And how do I get there? So we use the uh, power of the binaural beat meditations as well as other kinds of uh, technologies to generate very high brainwave patterns and also beautiful music. Um, And then we give suggestions to people after they've relaxed within the first couple minutes to quickly open their heart um, and to feel a real strong flow of loving feelings during the meditation. 
once that's uh, in place, then that's directed toward healing yourself for a while and eventually also to have the joy of sending that energy to another uh, plant, person, uh, pet, or place, if you will, and extending the energy there. Um, so it's very sweet. It's about 35 minutes long, and we've had really nice reports, not only you know on a physical healing basis, quite a few reports, but uh, one guy emailed me a few weeks ago from South Africa saying that he had always been called a son of a gun by everybody and very negative. Now everybody is saying that he's, they have never met a nicer guy. Oh, so, wow. So people change, and uh, uh, so the healing heart is designed to really help you uh, let go of the past, forgive things, uh, and move into your full healing body, mind, and spirit. That's lovely. I like that. And And so with the abundant heart, we're going to open our heart and use that energy to create abundance. And now is this different from liquid luck? Abundance? Yes, a little bit. Um, Again, Liquid Luck gives you that uh, image of creating this uh, magic energy vial you can drink from or container. On uh, Healing Heart, uh, the first thing that happens after the relaxation and opening the heart is to now listen to what your heart would really like to say to you. And um, even recommended a pencil paper be there so you could write it down. And people hear all kinds of messages from deep inside of things they have not even thought about. It's designed like, you know, after people have a heart attack, they change their life priorities or near-death experience. This kind of thing allows your heart to speak to you without all that drama, if you will, about what's really important. And then there is a free space in the meditation to begin to create one of the things your heart has said to you would be really important to you that would really make you fulfilled and happy. Um, so it, it has um, there's, there's different approaches. So liquid luck is is a real fun way to do things. It's had good results. Healing heart and abundant heart are a little newer. Um, we just uh, keep approaching it different ways for people and. Uh, some people, I, I personally like variety. You know, I don't like right. to do push-ups yeah. every day. So to have a, several different uh, selections uh, that come at it a little differently. There's one called Abundance Waterfall where you imagine all the abundance in your life like a waterfall that you're approaching through the woods. And then you can even sit under the waterfall, let it cascade around you, and then um, take part of the waterfall related, say, to health or wealth or relationships and increase the flow. Um, people like that image as well. So uh, I've used most of these different times, like sitting at a slot machine, I might take a little sip of my liquid luck and then imagine all this waterfall of abundance around me and then press the button and get my jackpot. <laughs> I love it. It's not easy. <laughs> and, you know, doing that before going for an interview for a new job or asking yeah. for a raise or going on a date for the first time, you know, many different things. But casinos are fun because the results are so quick. Well, I, I know that I read that, you know, some people were hesitant. Well, are the casinos, you know, you guys, you bring in these groups of people and they're winning all this money. The casinos can't like you. But you say they do like you. They like you. Yeah. You, you know, there's a, there, you have to go to a, what we call a good house. There are casinos that will hassle you if you start winning. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's many of uh, the best houses that won't. They like to see winners. 
and they'll say to me, Joe, you know, your groupers may take us for 40 grand in the next hour, but we'll make that off other people because they film us and that whole part of the casino, more people get attracted because we're cheering, uh, even if we're not doing so well at the moment and we're in positive energy. So when we leave, that whole area has more activity, you know, for the next couple hours. So they, you know, we're not trying to kill them, so we're not betting lots of money. Uh, we're betting relatively small amounts, but um, a good place will let you play that way. Um, we have been places where they asked us, invited us not to come back after yes. the first three groups we did out of these 82. That was at the uh, Sahara. Uh, they uh, just said, we have no tables for you, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. And the next place we went, uh, we were there for many years to Stardust, and uh, then a woman complained about her room, and the management looked at the group, and everybody had won every session, and they just said to me, we don't think uh, you merit casino hosts uh, for the level wow. of play. And so we moved on. And uh, But uh, I can pick on those toast places because they've both been torn down now. Yeah? Okay, <laughs> not, that's not, good. don't even okay. exist anymore. Um but the uh, but in general, you. you know, we've been so at this new place, I think, uh, eight, eight, nine years and go about six times a year. So, yeah, well, there, there's some proof in the pudding. Yeah. Let's talk about um, we just have a little bit of time, really. So let's talk about the difference between serendipity and synchronicity. Now, do you look for signs? You know, do you look for signs that say, oh, I'm seeing, you know. Yeah. So, um just to define some terms, I mean, synchronicity is when <laughs> things, synchronicity you could say is things that are related by meaning instead of cause and effect. So, okay. um, and when you raise these kind of high energies, usually you get lots of that synchronicity. They just the right person calls you at just the right time, or you meet, you know, that. And uh, serendipity would be defined as not only are there the synchronicities happening, but you notice them and take advantage of them. So say the um, guy who invented penicillin, he was looking for something else, but when he found the penicillin, he realized that it could be used uh, in a different way than what he was planning, and so he would have serendipitously you know, used his discovery while he was looking for something entirely different to benefit mankind. Um, and so you see those. Um, there's a chapter in my book, Liquid Luck, Synchronicity, Serendipity, Timing, and Trust. When you get the energies right and your heart is open and the energies are high, your timing usually gets very good. Uh, you begin to trust things more. And um, you trust those little urges, turn left, turn right, mm-hmm. stop here. And uh, you're, you're more aware. Uh, and often living that way things are very pleasant so when something comes along that's a glitch you pay particular attention that the universe may have something even better in store for you Uh, so i was waiting say for a flight and it looked like the snow was going to keep it from taking off most people begin to get irritated i just turned and said to the guy behind me how about we get a car and get out of here i don't think the planes are going to go we got the last rental car we drove together for a couple hours to a different airport we got upgraded to first class we became great business partners for years and good friends wow. uh, where most people just be stuck in line and then when they finally get up they've missed there's no more rental cars and you know they get more and more angry so you're you're waiting for the good stuff to no, and trusting that it will be there. And if your energy is high, the good stuff is always there, and we just don't see it. 
Do you think we're always I think, I think you know, life also has things. You know, I had my kitty cat die in my arms after being Aww. bit by dogs. Uh, but I reacted differently. I uh, uh, went and found the dog's owners, and the first thing I did to give gave this stranger a hug. And I said, we need to talk about something soulful, um, you know, to keep your dogs in better. Where in the old days, I would have gone into victim and anger and, you know, um, so things still happen. People die, what have you, but your reactions are much different. Now, I know that you said that um, in the book, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about dying. I know that your brother, you know, both two brothers died, one one by um, his own action and the other through illness. But um, you're dealing with it differently now. Like your heart isn't breaking now. You said that yeah. your heart is is more like water and so yeah i use an image of an ocean heart you know we usually think a broken heart Mm -hmm. instead my heart's a vast ocean if you come in it's like putting your hand in water you're enveloped completely without resistance if you leave the water goes back to complete maybe you know the ocean loses a drop and with that i can hold even like the pain of the middle east or something like that Mm -hmm. think about those things without my heart breaking or my energy going way low uh, and that has allowed me to go through the deaths of my mother and father, my dear brother John, and things uh, with a very different um, stance than if I believed in the broken heart. Right. And, you know, I guess when you do spirit work, then you, you recognize that, you know, this, we all know that, light, that, you know, Earth is temporary, but you realize that, you know, you're going to see everybody again in a different form or maybe or that will just be light beans again together so it really doesn't matter uh, well you, know, you still miss them people, but you still miss having a cup of coffee with them but sure. it's great that we will be able to see them again that's for yeah. sure yeah well we've only got one minute left we've been talking to dr joe gallenberger i'm sure that he's been fascinating to you and if you want to know more or get his products you um can definitely go um to syncreation.com which is s-y-n-c C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N dot com, Sync Creation. And, and then if you go there, you can go to products, you can go to courses, you can go to whatever and find out everything that you need to know about them. Uh, we are over and out. Dr. Gallenberger, thank you so much for being my guest today. And Ben, thank you so much for producing the show. And everybody who stayed tuned and listened, thank you so much. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks so much, Frankie, for having me. I wish everybody a great day. Thank you. Great day to you, too. People who, when the odds were against them, turned defeat into victory. You've been listening to Mission Unstoppable with Coach Frankie Picasso. See you next time, and always remember... Don't, 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 don't stop.